Welcome back to Trans Space. It's your host, Larae Giselle Alith here. This is episode one of the podcast. I'm so excited to be doing this today. Um, today's topic is going to be a little bit serious and a little bit, you know, stressful because I know a lot of people are going through this. I'm actually currently enduring this issue going through right now and trying to prepare myself. So this is going to be useful for me and for other people that are finding themselves unemployed or looking to be more marketable in the industry, trying to be professional just trying to find some money so they could live. This is the podcast for you specifically aimed towards trans individuals because you know this is trans space. This is for trans people, for y'all to feel comfortable and for us to be more successful individuals in society. So let me give you a little background about what's been going on in my life, what I've been dealing with and things of that nature. So um. I'm not going to like, I'm not trying to, you know, make an excuse or make excuses for myself. But basically (laughs) what happened was I entered college. I attended Xavier University of Louisiana in 2011, August 2011 is when I started college. And I had a full scholarship, full ride. Everything was paid for plus $1,000 a year for books. So I was good. I was set. The only stipulation was I had to keep a 3.3 GPA. Now, um, I've always been, I've never been like a straight A student. I've always been like, you know, a couple A's and mostly B's or something like that. And so that's what I had started experiencing from the jump getting into college. I would get all these B's and my GPA would just go down, 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 down. Well, eventually it was the year that I started hormones, hormone replacement therapy, we all know that hormones take a huge toll on your system when your body's trying to adjust to them. And so it's even worse when you're taking hormones or starting hormones while in college in an academic setting. Um, You want to sleep all the time, you're lethargic, your muscles are terribly aching and you're just not in it like you just can't and so I suffered academically a lot especially given the fact that the environment that I was in was not very supportive and you know it was very transphobic and it just wasn't it was not good equation for me at all so basically um and also at that time too I like changed my major thinking that I wanted to you know do something that was quote-unquote easier but actually wasn't and so yeah I flunked a semester of college. Well, didn't flunk a semester, but I got like a two point something GPA that semester. And um, it's changing my major. um, And I failed all of those courses. So I changed my major back to the original major. So I was a semester behind. So long story short, I had to stay in school an extra semester, which is why I just finished school December of 2015 as opposed to May of 2015. Now, I had this thing in my head. I was like, okay, well, girl, you know, if you're going to finish in December, that's good because most people finish in May. So it would be a greater job market for you in December because less people are applying for jobs. And it just didn't work like that. It just did not work like that for me. Um, I started applying for jobs in July because the plan for me was to move to Los Angeles. And this podcast is also going to document my whole experience with trying to get to Los Angeles and become an actress too. So be prepared for that. But anyway, um, (laughs) I, you know, was trying, that was like my ultimate goal. My ultimate plan, right, was to go to Los Angeles. And so I did everything in my power to, you know, uh, make sure that I had a job before I graduated, before I finished school, because nobody wants to go back home after you're done school, go back home to your parents, 
and just be living under them. You know, nobody wants to do that. I wanted to as soon as I was as soon as I was done school to go straight to Los Angeles and start living, you know, start the next phase of my life. But it just didn't go as planned. You know, I just I was applying, 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 and I just would not hear back from anyone. I just it was just it was terrible. It was it was a nightmare. And I did this from July until December. And so that leads me to this point where I am now and why I'm doing this um, this episode is because I've learned a lot of things during this job search, during this this experience. And I think that, you know, more of us need to talk about it and share our, our experiences, information. I think one of the biggest issues for me in this experience is the fact that my name has not been legally changed. And I know a lot of people who have not legally changed their names. And one of the things that you know, it, it, what really bugs us is that, you know, names are so validating for us. That's like the core of our beings, our identity. And so you, you know, it makes me uncomfortable and it makes me itch when someone calls me the name that I was given at birth. It just makes me itch. I just hate it so much, right? But that's the name that you have to put legally, right? When you're applying for jobs or doing this, that, and third, that's the name that, you know, if they're going to write you a paycheck, that's the name that they need to write the paycheck out to. So like, basically, you're outing yourself all the time, every day, whatever. So <clears throat> I would, I went through this, I did a lot of research trying to figure out how to formulate a resume and cover letter to, you know, basically have people understand from the jump to be respectful, you know. So what I used to do and I had lots of conversations with people, resume writers, my parents even, um, and they told me that this was a terrible idea. But I used to, from the jump, like open up my sentence by saying, you know, I am a transgender woman, blah, 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 blah. Now, honestly, that is probably the worst thing that you can do. Not because being trans is, is bad. You know, we, it is a negative connotation to being trans in society. Like people like disrespect us. But that's not the reason why I'm saying not to do that. I'm saying not to do that is because people have these these subconscious discriminatory, um, what is it? Subconscious discriminatory um, yearnings. I don't know how to say it, but people, they just, they have these things where, you know, even if they are the most um, accepting and open-minded and loving individual, it does not matter at the end of the day if you identify any part of your being, they always have some type of discriminatory mindset towards something. So if they if they, you know, judge women, if they think that women they may they may, you know, be respectful to women and 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 work for, you know, gender equity in the workplace, but they probably still have this underlying discriminatory notion against women being, you know, sensitive and emotional so they can't hold higher positions, things like that. And so while they would not, you know, say, oh, I'm not hiring because of that, that would influence them from, you know, influence their decision making and, and from looking at your resume or to calling you in for, for an interview, things of that nature. So stating from the jump that you're transgender, you are automatically opening yourself up to just dis unnecessary discrimination from the jump. People don't even know anything about you. They've never seen you. They didn't even look at your full resume. They just read that first sentence and they could totally put that away. So you want to pass that first step, right? You want people to actually read your shit. You want people to actually look at your resume. So you don't want to put that on there. You know, you don't want people from the jump to do that. And if you've ever applied for a job, 
you know how at the end they have this like that survey where they ask you like, oh, are you a veteran? Are you disabled? Are you, what is your race or ethnicity? What is your gender? You know how all that stuff is optional, right? It's optional because they understand that putting that information could pigeonhole you a little bit or could, you know what I mean? It could kind of affect your, your placement. So you don't really need to give all the information. You don't have to give it at all. You're just a blank slate. You're an individual and you're applying for a job. These are your qualifications. That's what you need to put. You don't have to put from the jump that you're transgender. It just doesn't, it's not necessary. So once I got over that hump, right, and I, I took that out or whatever, I then had the issue of the name. <laughs> so what I would put, what I used to do is at the top, the big bold, I would put Lorraine Giselle Alith. And then inside of like the cover letter, I would like just describe the discrepancies in my name and legal information because I would apply for the job under my legal name because, you know, I don't know. I just felt like I should, I I should, you know, and then (laughs) my resume would be a different name. So I would, in the cover letter, explain the discrepancy. Well, the reason why you should not do that is because when people are especially HR, when they're looking at resumes and looking at cover letters and things like that and hiring people, they get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of applications. For example, I recently applied for a position and the website that I use, Career Builder, it shows you the statistics of people applying for that position as well. And this one position, there was like 950 people that applied for it. And I was like, oh my God, like I, I never really understood how, you know, intense it was. But yeah, it was like 950 people apply for this position. And, you know, you, you have to stand out. You have to single yourself out. You have to be better than everybody else. And if you just have confusing shit on there, if you have two different names and you're explaining, da, 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 if you're doing all of that, they're not going to take the time. They're, they're not going to rack their brains. They're trying to get it through. They're trying to move forward. They're trying to read as many and find the best candidate as possible. They don't have time to decipher that information. They don't feel like it. They won't feel like it. They're exhausted. They just went through 700, you know, resumes and things. They don't feel like it. So they would immediately immediately toss your stuff away. So that was another thing I had to get over. It was, okay, you can't just put two different names. So then I was like, but I need to be respected. Like, I don't want, like, I do not want people calling me by my government name. Like, I do not want that. So I, I looked online. I was like, okay, what do I do? How do I get over this hump? What am I going to do in order to, you know, feel respected in this process and not lose my dignity? Will I lose my dignity? Like, how am I going to get through this and not lose my dignity, right? So <clears throat> I looked online and I found someone had had suggested putting your legal first name and then in quotation marks, putting your preferred first name and then putting your legal last name. So I had started doing that. I would just put, you know, my legal first name, my preferred first name, and then my legal last name. And I would leave it at that. I would not explain anything like that. And then I would sign the cover letter and stuff with Larray. Um, But this also is confusing, right? Because then they're going to say, okay, like, did, are they calling you this? Like, like, for example, you know, I have a cousin, they call him man, man, like, if if you put something, man, man, something, like, are you a really, and then you sign it with man, man, they're like, are you serious? Like, are you really, 
<laughs> are you do you really want me to call you by some nickname? And then the the reason why this, it's this is confusing is because they don't know that you're transgender. So if you say something something nickname something, they're looking at you like you really just apply for this job and want me to call you by this nickname, right? Like are you this are you serious right now? Like <laughs> because you you didn't identify that you're trans. You, you, they don't know your situation. They don't understand anything. They just see this and they're just like, "Girl, what?" So they're not going to look at this. They're not going to go any further than that. You know what I mean? It's going to be confusing, especially for people that don't feel like it. They just don't have the energy. They just are like, "No, they're lazy boots. They don't want to do it." So you need to just make this process as simple as possible. And when it comes to the job search, when it comes to getting money, when it comes to just all of this, Girl, you just got to do what you got to do. Do the do, suck it up. It is what it is. And what I'm saying is just put your legal name, right? Put your current legal name. Sign it with your current legal name. Don't mention any. Just just be just be invisible. Like do what you have to do for them to not be confused, for them to look at your stuff and be like, okay. This is, you know, a, a viable candidate. Their, their information is sleek. It's concise. Um, everything is just the way that it should be. You know what I mean? Um, so it's apart from the name and everything, <clears throat> another thing that y'all should do, especially, and this is especially important for people that live in like rural communities, trans people, like I know a lot of trans people want to go into like cities. They want to go into places where they feel affirmed, where they feel like they have healthcare, things like that. So if you're looking to relocate and things like that, do not, do not, do not put your home address on your resume or cover letter or anything like that. Um, because that's just also going to force people to not want to look at your stuff either. If you're living, for example, me, if I'm living in Baltimore and I'm applying for a job in California because, yes, I want to go to California, right? I'm applying for all these jobs in California and I have a Baltimore address. So I'm be like, girl, what? Like, we're not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're not, they're not going to look at your stuff. They're not going to take a second chance. But if you don't put that on there, you're kind of, this is all a trick game, y'all. It's all a game. You just have to play it right. Don't put your information on there. Have them call you, set up an interview, whatever, knock their socks off and be like, oh, by the way, I am in Baltimore, but, you know, I am trying to da-da-da-da-da-da. When you do that, it, it's going to give you, you're, you're going to get a, a, a foot in the door quicker than if you, you know, get all these doors slammed in your face because you put all the information from the job. So that's another thing. <clears throat> As far as resume, also make sure that it's streamlined. Make sure you don't have any extra information. Like I, my resume was like three pages long because I had like all this extracurricular stuff and da 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 da. Honestly, if I'm applying for a research position or whatever, because you know I, I graduated with a BS in chemistry, so and I have like extensive research experience, so I'm qualified for research. So if I if I apply for research positions, all I really need on that resume is a cute objective relevant to the position, research experience, paid work experience that's relevant to the position, and skills relevant to the position. That's it. And that should be less than a page. You know what I mean? And like descriptions or whatever. But that should be less than a page. You don't need all the extra stuff. And if you're applying for different positions, for example, I've been applying for research positions, science positions, and I've also been applying for um, social justice positions. You need two different resumes. You need a resume that's tailored towards the science whatever, whatever. And you need a resume that's tailored towards social justice, community engagement, activism, da-da-da. You have to really be smart about this process, you guys. Like, you have to really be smart about this. And it's not easy. It's complicated. It's annoying. But you got to be smart about it. <clears throat> so, <sighs> That was a lot. <laughs> okay, so now that you're over that, um, I do want to give you all some tools 
in order to prepare you for the work so- workforce and everything like that. Um, first off, if you're looking for jobs and you're trying to like figure out where you can look, we all know Monster, Career Builder, Indeed, Idealist. Um, Craigslist is definitely a good one too. Like you wouldn't, you would be surprised what what like businesses advertise on Craigslist like a lot. Um, like all of those positions, all, all of those those um, job boards, you definitely should look through um, universities as well, like UCLA. Um, well, that's for me, but random universities, they'll have a bunch of positions in their HR departments. Like just go on their websites and look for their career opportunities, but a bunch of positions, like you would definitely be able to find some. Um, so yeah, those, those are some of the tools that you can use to look for positions. Career builder, like I told you is really great. Cause if you make a profile, it, it'll tell you like, it'll break down the demographics of applicants for that same position to see if you're like, you know, what, what your competition is to prepare you. Um, also I really like Indeed because I can look for positions based on the amount of money I'm going to make. So (laughs) I don't want anything under 45, 50,000. So I can look at positions around that, you know, price range and that's it. But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, since this job search is not leading anywhere, I'm probably going to open it up a little bit further, you know. 30,000, no, not 30, 35 to 40,000, 35 to 50,000, just, you know, to broaden my, whatever, my scope. But anyway, um, so yeah, you can, you know, do all of those types of things to make it specific for you, to you. Um, Another tool that you can use, um, I don't know how to pronounce this, I think it's edX, E-D-X dot O-R-G. Um, This is a really great, really great tool. Um, If you are in a position where you want to gain more skills, you want to be more credible, you want to have more, you just want to have more to put on your resume, things like that. Um, edX is really, really great because they have verified online courses that you can either audit for free, which I'm doing a couple for free just for the, you know, just because I want to have more experience in certain things, or you can pay a certain amount. So some, most courses like around $50 or something. And for example, there's a Harvard business course. You can take this course, pay about $50. And at the end of the course, if you pass, you can actually get a certificate signed by the professor at Harvard. And you can put that certificate on your resume and to say that you have that skill. So that is a really good tool to use too, edX, if you want to, you know, learn more, broaden your horizons, gain some more experience, become more credible in your field, um, and to look better and be more reputable, look better uh, to job employers or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think the last thing that I wanted to talk about also is there's a website called Working Traveler. And there's also, there are a bunch of other websites too, but Working Traveler is, is a really credible one. Basically, if you just want to travel the world, you just want to get away, whatever, do your thing. Working travel is really great because you can find volunteering opportunities or work placement opportunities for travelers, specifically for travelers at nonprofits or other organizations that are looking for for work. So basically what you do is you sign up and you'll be able to have access to people and wherever you're trying to go, access to people where you're trying to go, tell them how long you're going to stay there, and they can hire you to do whatever type of work. You'll negotiate price, blah, 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 blah. Um, but that's a good tool to use too for people that um, 
you know, are, 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 are just trying to do something. Oh, and oh my God, I forgot the best tool, the tool that I'm actually using right now. So if you find yourself really needing some money, right? And you're just like, what the fuck am I going to do? There's a website called Upwork.com, U-P-W-O-R-K.com. Make a profile on Upwork. I'm telling you, make a profile on Upwork. Basically, you become a freelancer and you look at anybody, any you know, executive, whatever, will post that they need this, that, and a third done between this time period and this is how much they're going to pay. Or this, they, they can either pay you a, you know, a base rate or a base sum amount, or they can pay you per hour. Um, and you can, you know, write a proposal, say, I, you know, you should hire me because this, that, and third. They'll hire you. You'll get the job. You do these jobs and you'll, you can make some income too. So this, that's another, you know, if you just feel like you're just stuck between a rock and a hard place and you really need some money and you really need to feel like you're useful or doing something, that's what I'm doing currently right now is, um, currently right now, what the fuck is that? That's what I'm doing right now is, um, Upwork. It's a really great tool. It's a really great tool if you just, you know, <sighs> I, I just, I was so stressed out. I just needed to feel useful. I needed to feel like I was doing some shit. So, that's why I'm doing this job. So yeah, if you are in between jobs or something, or even during jobs, like you can take on little odd jobs and do that. Um, we all know other stuff too. Like there's eBay, you can sell on eBay. Um, you can do like little odd jobs on Amazon. Um, you can take surveys, things like that. But you know, I'm, may the force be with y'all. I love you so much. Like I'm just here, you know, I'm going through it. Like I, I've cried. I've been really stressed out because I, I just don't know where to go. I don't know what to do because my goal is to get to Los Angeles. I don't care. You know, all I'm trying to do right now is save up a couple thousand dollars so I can move to Los Angeles. And then I'm going to worry about career career once I'm in Los Angeles because I'm like, okay, girl, this is where you want to say you need to survive. Da, da, da. You need a living. Um, and then I can worry about, you know, starting acting whatever. But um, enough about me. This is about you all. I wanted to give you all tools and some suggestions and just to open the conversation up. So, you know, I want all of us to talk about this and really have a discussion about, you know, whatever tools have you learned? Whatever tools do you have? This this podcast is, you know, I want people to share resources. I want us to really, um, you know, be an interconnect, interconnected community. And I want us to love on one another and just, you know, share everything that we can. So that was my little tidbit. If you have any other stuff that you'd like to share to help those trans people out there that are looking for jobs or looking to just start the next phase in their life, um, definitely, you know, talk about it with us. Share it in the comments or, you know, email me or whatever, share this podcast, all those types of things. We, we need to have more of this conversation. So yeah, thank you all so much for listening to episode one. I can't believe it made about for 20 minutes. I talk a lot by myself. It's so interesting. But yeah, um, I love you all so much. And I will catch you on episode two whenever I post it up. All right. Bye.